Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life. Uh, welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, and this is a family affair tonight. Family, football, and just success on and off the field. I am joined by mom, Miss Emma. I'm joined by big brother Giancarlo and little brother, not so little brother anymore, Michael. Family, welcome to the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. Now, Emma, this all started with you as a mom, and I want to thank you on behalf of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, I've served this organization for 17 years, been CEO for about five years, and I started as vice president of programs. But I tell people all the time, parents trust us with their child. And I want that to just <clears throat> settle in for a minute. As a as the baby boy raised by a single mom in uh, inner city neighborhood in Toledo, Ohio, it is such a pleasure for me to be here tonight. And I want to thank you sincerely. So why did you sign up Michael to become a little brother in our program? Well, um, my daughter, I have an older daughter. She originally started off as a being a little sister. So when the counselor came to our house one time Michael asked her can you get me a little sister so the young lady she said well I can try and match you with someone you know him and Michael met I remember and during that time we had deaf in the family so I asked JC I said can you take him away for a while just to get him away because he was close to my cousin that passed away so he was a little bit upset so JC came and got him then you know took him out he came back much calmer. He was like nine then, going on 10. So um, from there, I felt like Michael needed a role model, a positive, let me not say, a positive role model. I have my mom and my dad. They're both positive role models in his life. Yes, yes. His dad is not here. His dad's in another country. Okay. He doesn't, he has siblings, but he's the baby of them all. So I just wanted someone that he would be able to connect with and open up to because you know most kids they don't open up to any and everybody and I felt like my kid having a big brother he would probably open up more to him and you know things would be easier for him throughout life I just wanted a positive male role model to be in his life and JC may I call you JC as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I saw a commercial though of the program, and I thought it was a, a great program, and I wanted to be a part of it. So, now, wh which commercial was that? Can you think back? Uh, it was on the TV. Yeah, yeah, there's a TV commercial yeah. talking about become a big brother, make a big difference. Who knows what the tagline was back then? About what year? In your best guess, uh, this was like 13 years ago, give yeah, or take. Like 2010. About 2010, and so and I got lucky that he was my first match, and. We hit it off. It is no doubt. We're going to talk about that. But now let's just stay there. So were you working? Were you in school? Combination? No working, yeah. Okay. Okay. What kind of work were you doing back then? Uh, we managed cargo ships. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you were like, I'm ready to do something by land. Yeah. I, had, I didn't have a child at the time, so I had some free time. And That's wonderful, JC. So, Michael, here's mom. Uh, and you saw your sister. Uh, with the with the big and you're like hey I want one too, yeah, <laughs> I, I want I one too. I remember that part. <laughs> you don't remember. See, mamas remember everything. So your mom remembered you asking. You know, I, I want I want a big. So when 
think back to when you first met JC. Do you call him JC as well? No, I call him Gio, John Carlos. Gio, you call him Gio. I, I like, I want to vibe with everybody. So when you met your big brother, what was, think back to that first time. What was, what was your thought process then? Um, I think about uh, back to the first time. I remember uh, we was on the couch in my, uh, my living room in Coconut Grove. And it was just, it was just good vibes. I I remember him mentioning ice cream and everything else he was saying. It sounded cool, and I love ice cream. And it just so happened he loved ice cream. So I feel like one of the first times we hung out, we ate food. I love food, and then we had ice cream, and it was just good vibes. Let's talk about that journey uh, from uh, food and ice cream, and I'm with you both on that. That that's uh, over the years. We're going back 13 years ago. How old are you now? 22. 22. So you're like your mom said, you're like nine going on 10, mom. And so as you grew, I mean, through school and uh, obviously, when did you get involved in sports? Uh, Since I was four years old. Since you were four? Yes, sir. And it's always been football? Yeah. I I like other sports too, but I was always best at football because it was a... It was a sport I can be aggressive and not get kicked out for. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How has uh, Gio helped you throughout the years? Oh, no, I call him G, not, not You Gio. call him G. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just messing up everybody's name. My bad, JC. No. So I got JC, G. I mean, see, Emma, you started all this, but that's what I love about a podcast. It's a living room conversation. And so, so Michael, uh, how has G helped you through the years? Walk me through. How has he helped you? Um, just like my mom said, like uh, I had older brothers and stuff, but we didn't grow up in the same household. I had an older sister, but it's not the same thing as having a, an older brother. So just uh, having that role model, is, it was the little things we used to say every time we used to uh, be together, like the cliche things, but like stay in school or you, you don't want to end up like this or like or like that. And then or open the you, door. Yeah, yeah. Like, open the door for a lady. <laughs> oh. Man, there's uh, a bunch of small things that I, I wouldn't have known if I didn't have a big brother. Hmm. And it was uh, uh, he he had he was uh, he had his business and he was also uh, he was working hard, but he had time to uh, chill out and it was a, like a it was always a smooth balance between it and that's something I uh, noticed and that's something I use even till today like I work hard but I have fun but it has to be a clean balance between it because if not you you will fall off but it was a, a lot of things a lot of little lessons he always uh, used to teach me and it's things that stuck with me from a young age to where. I use them to like to this day. That's wonderful, Emma. As you saw your baby grow up, when did you say this is special? When it, I'm sure you did that. You said that many times. But what was that one thing when you, when you think about this? Your, your baby that was nine, going on ten years old, and when you saw just the impact. What did that look like from your vantage point? When he would do certain things around the house as a kid his age, I would be like. How do you know that? Where did you get that from? Oh, Juan called Jean, you know, JC showed me. I was like, oh, okay. Like what? What, what, Like what? Like, um, he would, he's so helpful around the house. Like John said, he opened the door. He, he's very manable. Um, he's always running to help others, things like that. Like, he's very manable. And it's just, and he's always, he has a drive. And I'm like, he was like, well, I see JC go hard. So, you know, he would never say he want to be like him. He was like, this is how he would want me to be. He wouldn't say I'll be like him. He was like, this is how he would want me to be. Have it in a, made an impression. And yes. JC, as I think about the impression you made in this young man, 
and thank you because parents trust us yes but big sign up mm-hmm. you, you i mean this is this is not the draft where it's like you be a big brother emma signs up her child you see a tv commercial that's not lost on us we uh when people give up their time with the total stranger and you didn't have children at the time we're going to talk about that because i saw some cute pictures of a little boy and his brother because it, it's clearly family okay. talk about who mentored you uh, because when we think about just that that ethos as i call it but what's inside of us that prompts us to want to help another human being who mentored you along the way jc oh my father me and him have a really close relationship and so that's uh yeah. so his impression on you and now your impression on on your little brother because yeah. now emma i was talking to the team and uh they again like you mentioned the little things that jc has taught michael and, and it's it's a big brother relationship but there's that 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 kind of that that, that just having a positive man in someone's mm-hmm. life it, it becomes kind of like a father figure as well yes. would you agree yes no doubt no yes, doubt yes, yeah and so jc when let's talk about your family i've seen pictures uh, there was one in particular on the beach where I don't know how far in the sand you were, but I only saw your head, Michael, and there was a cute little boy. Who was that little boy, My JC? What's Which is name? 10 now. He's 10. Yeah. Wow. wow. It's great. <laughs> and when he first met uh, Michael. No, they love each other. They're always. Oh, there's no doubt. Now, there's a couple pictures I've seen. One on the beach. Or your little boy. What's your little boy's name? Oh, Giancarlo as well. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> baby G. Baby G. <laughs> so baby G is sitting there just smiling and your head's in the sand. Then there's another one, uh, Ed, when you were at IMG. IMG Academy, correct? And you're holding him. Tell us about that relationship. So here's uh, Giancarlo G. And now here's little, here's, here's little G. And tell me about that relationship from your vantage point. It's crazy. It's just like every time I'm around him, I'm like, man, like, it just uh, just make me think about like how much time passed, how time fly by, and then it's like, like I got a little brother. That's my that's my brother. Feel me? And yeah, that's, it's crazy always being around G. I love G. And this is what family is all about. And so, does little G like football? Huh? Nah, not too much. <clears throat> but okay. I gotta get. But he loves gotta, you, huh? He yeah. loves you. <laughs> he just told me he want to learn more about football, so I gotta. Yeah, he's waiting for. None of them around uh, for the summertime in <laughs> these couple weeks. Yeah, I gotta get with him and teach him something, whether it's on Madden <laughs> or something. I gotta tell, so he can just have the have the football swag. <laughs> Speaking of football swag, walk me through your football journey from the very beginning and up till now. Talk to us about football. Um, I started when I was four. My mama uh, threw me in. <clears throat> I'm not sure how. I just I think she said I remember she said I was uh she was scared I was gonna get fat, so she put me in the sport, <laughs> and then that sport was football. And then she said the first year I wasn't I ain't like it because I was what, what I ain't like it. Was that Pee Wee Emma? It was Pee Wee and Michael is very soft hearted. He and he he was chubby and he was bigger than a four year old. Okay. So he was of course a defensive player. So he would have to tackle the other kids. Yes. And he didn't like that. He was like, they're smaller than me, Mom. I don't want to <laughs> hurt them. And I'm like. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, so his first year, he cried every game. Did every, he? Every After game. the tackle, before the tackle, he didn't make the tackle. 
I'm it just was, curious. It was just like every time they put him out there, he cried. They take him out. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I don't want to hit them. And I'm like, oh, God. So that was the first year. He <laughs> he didn't want to play. He didn't want to hit. That was the contact. I don't know if it was the contact or he just didn't want to hurt right. little kids. Right. He's, that's probably the case. But the second year, he had friends that play. And they're like, Michael, you got to do this. By the second year, I was like, wait a minute. Where my child went? He's knocking them down left and right. So, so um, it wasn't the contact. <laughs> it wasn't the contact. I think it, he had to realize, like, yeah, you bigger, but you guys are all the same age. That's right. And those offense little kids, they run hard as you. <laughs> so it's either you're going to get them or they're going to get you. And so, so Michael, when that light switch went off and you're like, okay, I may be bigger than some of these other kids. And mom's like, okay, this is going to be your weight management program. When did that light bulb go off that, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at this sport? Um... I say, uh, the, like she was talking about that second year, I remember like a lot of people always screaming my name, like Mike Jones, Mike Jones. You they like that? Little, they had a little chant, but. What was the chant? It was like. Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Oh, just like who? Mike Jones. Yeah, because like, it was like a rapper, rapper out then. That's right. Right. And they would be like, who? And then the crowd would say Mike Jones every time he did a tackle. They will be like, who? And then the crowd would say Mike Jones. So <laughs> You I, love that. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I didn't think I was like anything, uh, anything. I didn't think I was like high skilled at that point. It was probably um, a couple years, a couple years later, I was playing for Coconut Girl Night Riders, and uh, like the weight thing, I was still chubby and big for my age for a good, probably till eighth grade. Okay. But um, I played with the older dudes. When I say older, like two grades older than me. Even I played with my older brother, so. Me playing with the older dudes, I was doing good things. And then it was like a couple games where I just pop off on defense and offense. And that's when I started looking at myself like, okay, I'm not even playing with the people in my grade. I'm playing like two grades ahead. So I always felt and like holding I, your own too. Yeah, holding right. my own and playing and uh, doing good things. So I felt like I was I was good. I knew I wasn't bad. Right, right. Just playing with the older heads. But it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until my eighth grade year where I really uh, grew the confidence and just knew like I was a good football player. And so then uh, Coconut Grove and then high school, and then you went to IMG. Is that is that the journey? Keep me keep me going. Keep going in the journey. Um, so I played for Coconut Grove uh, probably most of my Pop Warner career. Okay. And then uh, I moved to Liberty City. I played for uh, Northside Panthers. Okay. Uh, probably like two or three years throughout middle school, and then I went to high school. Went to a small high school uh, in Hialeah, Chaponya Academy for a year. Okay. And then I went to Matter Academy uh, my sophomore year. And then I went out to uh, IMG Academy after oh, okay. uh, going to a camp. Now, when you went to IMG Academy, I mean, what was that? What was that like? That experience? Oh, it still feels surreal, if I'm being honest, because it's like uh, that's one of them situations where not a, you don't even know people who go there; you just know right. about it. Yeah. And then you see videos on YouTube, and then uh, just growing up where I grew up from, I, nobody ever went there, and we just heard about them beating up on everybody. So when I got the opportunity, it was like it was. You asked my mom when I, uh, it was so close to my junior season, and I had brought so many people over to my school that I, I didn't even leave at the at first. I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait till my senior season to go. It probably took me like two days to get back to her. Like, okay, I'm a, I'm actually go to IMG, but I didn't want to leave because there was so many people I had about to uh, play with me going into my junior season. But once I got there, it was like a whole another uh, whole another wave of uh, reality hit because I I got there for the first time in my life I wasn't starting. I was playing behind two five stars, so 
the experience like a lot of people get when they first get to uh, college when they're surrounded by a bunch of players is just as good as them. I got that my junior year while was I was still being like a, a top recruit. Was that humbling for you? Yeah, 100%. It, right. it helped me uh, transition to all the uh, other situations to where I'd be starting at the uh, bottom of the depth chart and things like that. But, um, yeah, it was humbling, and I learned a lot from the situation. And Did it you talk? Me, I'm sorry, go ahead. It helped me uh, transition into college uh, smooth. I like that. So did you talk to uh, G about that when you were like, man, I'm not starting? Did you have those conversations? Yeah, he, 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 he knew I was just going to ball regardless. What you tell him, G? What you tell him, G? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. He, just keep he, on, yeah. keep your head up. Then no doubt about it. It's just like in business. I mean, you're going to have some challenging moments and all of that. Uh, and so, Mom, in terms of that IMG, he was going to school in Hialeah and then IMG. What was it like for you as a parent? It was hard because he's 16 going away. And yeah, because that's a sleepaway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he kept saying, let him go. He's going to be okay. And I'm like, but he's 16. Like. Yeah, but when we got there and you saw the facility and the – Yeah. It was impressive. Like, wow. I had never seen anything like no, that. I've, I've heard of IMG Academy. And you, I mean, you had some pretty uh, – we're going to talk about some of the folks you had a chance to meet, play behind, play with, and all of that. But, Mama, let's stay with – I love the – just how would you cope? <laughs> it was hard. I was going up every weekend. <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> every weekend I was driving to Bradenton. And I'm like, you not homesick? And he was like, yeah, but I got to do what I got to do. Mm. But every chance he could get, he would come home too, so – until eventually the second, um, his senior year, it's like, I'm just trying to get out of here. Wanna, <laughs> he was there for only four months. He graduated okay. early. Okay. So he was like, man, I ain't trying to come home. I'm just trying to get this out of the way. So get I through. For it. So I'm like, there you go. But that was the hardest part, him being so young and going away so soon. Sure. What was that like? I mean, who was in front of you? I mean, if you think back, um, you said you had two five-star. Were you playing linebacker then as well? I was playing defensive end. DN, okay. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I was behind uh, Nolan Smith. Okay. He was a first round pick this year. Yeah. Um, the people I went to went against, they were first round picks. Uh people in my class, uh Evan Neal, Daniel Falelli, uh uh it's a couple guys still in uh school right now, Trey Sanders, uh Noah Kane, all all dudes who who are gonna be in the NFL the next next year. I mean he's just all stars. Uh who else was in front of me? Xavier Thomas, he was a five star. He's going to the NFL next year. Um, just a lot of dudes, and these dudes I got to practice with and uh, learn from, go against, and they learn things for me too. Cause uh, I feel like football is different here in Miami. Just, no uh, doubt, no. Let's talk about that. Go, yeah. So now, when you got that chance, uh, and so when it came to the colleges, so you obviously we talked about your four years old from from crying to uh, holding your own with guys that are much older than you to IMG Academy. That experience. The college selection, you know, going to now play D1 football. It was Syracuse, uh, was that the uh, your, your first choice? Or maybe not even first choice, but tell us about that journey going to play D1 football. Okay. Um, so I was blessed to uh, get recruited early. Yeah. I started uh, getting offers <laughs> right after my ninth grade season. Wow. My first offer was Temple. And then uh, two months after, right, going into my first spring ball, uh, Clemson offered it. And that's when the a lot of schools uh, started coming in. And it was like, I, I say after my sophomore season, schools like Georgia that I always dreamed about going to, but when I got offered, it was like, okay, uh, I got to think about different aspects of it. I just can't go to a school because then I'll go there and sit or I'll go there and not like it. And uh, just think about those aspects. And then uh, going towards like the end of my recruiting process, uh, one thing I didn't know uh, about like recruiting in uh, general, that spots get filled up so 
when I started reaching out to those coaches that, like, I really, I really like, okay, I want to go here. It was, someone was telling me, okay, this spot got filled up. You can come to the camp and we can see what we can do and things like that. Mm. So that's when I started reaching out to the schools where I knew I had a chance to play and I knew that they still like me regardless if they if they can they'll make a spot regardless for me. And uh, Syracuse was one of those schools along with uh, probably like six or seven other schools. But Syracuse is one of those schools that reached out to me early and stuck with me and stayed consistent through the whole time. And I knew they uh, they saw the good player in me, and I knew I had a chance to go there early and uh, make an impact on the team. So that was one of the ones so I just locked in with. And so uh, JC and Mom, when you all saw him in uniform for the first time, I want you both to give me your responses. When Mom, we'll start with you. When you went to that first game, uh, now you've seen him play from – uh, from your babies, when you telling them to t- tackle them, you got to, you're a defensive <laughs> player. To IMG, the IMG experience. To now, you went to your first game. Can you think back to the first game you went to, and what was your response? Um, our first game was his home game against Clemson. Mm. Me and the family went to New York, and me and my mom cried when we saw him run out on the field. We cried. We couldn't believe it. Like, wow. This is where we at with him. Like he's really here. The game was in New York. It was in New York. Okay, that's it. It was a home. That's right, home game. You said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. That was my mom's first time flying because she oh was scared God. to fly. Oh yes, I know but the type. She, <laughs> <laughs> she was. We could never get her on the plane, but her first time flying mm-hmm. because she wanted to see him. Yes. And yeah, we got in the dorm and we was like, wow, looking around and when he ran out and. He was hyped. We was like, oh, God, we started crying. We all looked at each other and was like, wow, this is really him. Wow, and you screamed. We screamed. We <laughs> cried. We laughed. We danced. Beautiful. We what, a, what a celebration. Mm-hmm. And so now, JC, what was your first time seeing him play? Oh, I don't even remember. You don't remember? Coconut Grove. Yeah. Okay, now I'm thinking from a collegiate standpoint, seeing him play in college. I mean, not thinking back. I'm like, have you go back that far? Oh, I never I saw I never saw oh, Okay, him. you never got a chance to see him play, but you saw him on probably a TV yeah, yeah, or all TV. that. No, and on FaceTime, I remember the first time that he was in the locker room. I got chills. I thought oh, well, that was man. something else. He said you guys connected, and yeah. wow, wow. And so, Michael, in you, all four years at Syracuse, right? Mm-hmm. And so the accolades, uh, that I'm gonna make sure I get this right, three-time All-ACC. Yes, sir. I, I, I did my homework. <laughs> you like, this yeah. man, this is, this, yes, it's not ESPN, but I know, I know my stuff. Three-time All-ACC. Uh, and so when you think about just that play in your entire college career as a part of Syracuse football, what's that one play? I want you to dissect it from the snap to the finish. What's that one play you're like? Who? Michael Jones. <laughs> Which one? What's the play? Uh, <laughs> Walk us through now. You okay. are now, you, you're the sportscaster breaking down your play. What is the play? For sure, I got you. Uh, so I say it was a lot of plays. Like, it was a lot of cool plays I was a part of. But the one play I say, like, like some of my whole career was, it was uh, in the fourth quarter of my last, well, my first senior game, first game of last year, senior season. It was in the Dome. I uh, was playing against Louisville. Uh, I, had, I had the opportunity to go to our, our media day, and uh, it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we just do a whole bunch of media all day, uh, interviews and things like that, take pictures. Um, so one of my uh, interview questions 
we knew we had uh, Louisville first game, and one of the reporters asked me, like, are you guys, uh, something like, are you guys ready for the challenge to play Louisville? And I'm like, we don't see it as a big challenge. We see it as a great opportunity. Uh, some analysts mixed up my quote and made it seem like I, I was just brushing Louisville off, like we don't, like I don't, I don't respect them or something like that. So like a week later, they had a, a very good quarterback, Malik Cunningham. He posted on Twitter like a, a paper of my quote with my face on it, and he put it in his locker and taped it up, and was like, okay, like it was like one of he's sending a message or something like that. Uh-huh. So in my head, the whole time we trained him for the rest of the summer, it was probably like a month and a half to the game. I know that my face is in this man's locker, and he's they they game planning and all types of stuff. They they think it's one of those when I never really came like that. But they had beat us so many times in previous years that we we had some type of animosity versus them already. So it was like it was a big hyped up game. It was like a seven o'clock game, first ACC game of the year. Uh, we came out there, we went crazy. Like <laughs> we blew them out. Like. I say the score was like 31 to seven, but team effort. We came out there, ball, and it was a play in the uh, fourth quarter to like the dagger play. It was a one-on-one me and the running back. It was a passing play. I ran through the middle, uh, did a spin move off the running back, and like uh, forced one more on the quarterback sack. So then he's got a picture in your in his locker, but now he sees you up live and in color. Yeah, it was boom. It was a spin, boom. He fell, the ball flew somewhere, and I got up, celebrated. And like the whole team knew about they it. Know. Everybody knew about it. The 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 sports uh the the broadcasters for that game was talking about it and it was just like one of the moments where like we just sealed the deal. But I, I say your face too, like my face too. No doubt. But you know, it just football is different in Miami. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. So speaking of that uh, and from Coconut Grove to <clears throat> playing in playing in Hialeah, IMG Academy, Syracuse, three-time All ACC, All ACC. Congratulations Thank on you. that. So now, what's that next chapter in your football journey? Talk to us. Um, I'm blessed to just to be be here. Uh, I'm, I'm with the Chargers right now. I signed uh, right after the draft, this past draft. Congratulations. That's not lost on us. You're the third little brother. To sign in the National Football League, that was a little brother here, Big Brothers, Big Sister Miami. There's a football yeah. legacy, Mom. There's a football legacy. Okay. Shout out to Darren Smith. He won two national championships and he won two Super Bowl trophies. Shout out to little brother Josh Joe. And now Darren went to the University of Miami. Shout out to little brother Josh Joe. He played at Alabama. He played from Woogie from, Woogie from yeah. Coconut. You know Woogie? We played together. We played together with Coconut the Night Riders, didn't you? Yes. That's right. He played together in Coconut mm-hmm. Grove. So he graduated from University of Alabama. He's now with the undrafted free agent with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Played in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. here in the last Super Bowl he played in it. So, so now here we go. Uh, so, what's what was that process like? Uh, you're contacted by the Los Angeles Chargers, and here you are. Have you been? You had OTAs already? Yes, sir, OTAs oh. and minicamp. Okay, so again, we want to celebrate. We're celebrating that. And so, Mom, when he got that call, JC, when he got that call, or what was that like for the family? What was it like for you first? Uh, me? Uh, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I, I really wanted to get drafted, but I knew it didn't make no big difference. So I still, I'm still going into this like, like it's my freshman year of college and I'm going to prove everything. There you go. But it's a different type of, uh, it's more of a business aspect to it at this point. 
So I know anything can happen uh, dealing with spots and things like that. So I'm really taking it one day at a time, just making sure I'm working harder than I ever did before and everything else going to play out how it's supposed to. I love that mentality. Mom, your baby's in the National Football League. Yes. How's that make How's that make you feel? That, that again, that, that little that, that, that little boy that was crying, tackling people. Yes. Now he's getting paid to tackle people. Awesome! It's a great feeling. I'm just so happy that he's able to live his dream out and to you know get the fruits of his labor. He worked hard from being four years old up until now. So I'm just, I just thank God he's able. He's where he at, he's at today, and he's able to. Never would have made it without him. Never would have made it. That's that special. Never. JC, your little brother. I'm very the, proud of him. Wow. And in the, that mentality, JC, in terms of just keep your head up, keep working hard. I love what uh, Michael said about the feedback. Uh, you're a man of few words, you're soft spoken, but when you speak, the impact you've had on this young man's life, and I see mom nodding her head, keep your head up, work hard, you'll get through it. And knowing that you all are in, I, I know I, I'll ask the question, but I already know the answer. Michael, how long are you going to stay in touch with this, with G? How long are you going to stay in touch with him? No, we're family. Forever, yeah. <laughs> he goes on family trips that I don't go on with my parents. Yeah. Uh, so they just they kick you to the yeah. side. I love that. I have to call him and find out what's going on with him because he goes straight to him. I'm like, I know he called you. What's going on? And, and, he, and he did. And he don't be like, he's like, no, he's okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. We are so, so proud. Again, Emma, thank you for this. You all are family. Yeah. And we want to celebrate. Uh, I love the humility. I love just the, the get-it-done attitude. Uh, and so here at Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, keep the pictures coming. Whoever is the picture take, those pictures are awesome. From the family photos to the, I even saw a picture of you in the Los Angeles Chargers uniform. I think it was probably OTAs. Keep the pictures coming so we can celebrate because there's other moms out there. And Emma, I want you to talk to the moms that are out there that are thinking about maybe sign up their child. Like, I don't know. It's a total stranger. We get it. It's a process. But what would you say to another mom out there who, whose child needs that positive role model, that role model, somebody just to enter their life? What would you say to them? I would say it's a process. It's a big process. A lot of trust. I know the trust is weary there. But give your child the opportunity. Step out on faith and give them the opportunity to make a change. Just that one person that you think is a stranger in their life could change your child's whole life, the whole aspect at life. At life. So give the big brothers, big sister an opportunity to be a part of your child's life. Mm-hmm. JC, there's bigs out there. Now, that commercial from 13 years ago is probably real outdated right now. We got some updated technology. We got podcasts and things of that nature. What would you say to somebody who's considering? They may say, well, I got family, so nope, I don't I'll Give have it time. a try. Look at us, how we started off little by little, and look at the relationship we have now. We went from seeing each other maybe once a month to every weekend. There wasn't a weekend that he wouldn't call. Give it a shot. Yeah. Give it a shot. And little brother, you're going to take us home when it comes to uh, – you're big, your mom, and I know you've said this before, but I'm going to ask you to do it now on this podcast. Your mom signing you up. 
and your big being in your life. What would you say to them about this this whole process full circle? You're now 20, 22. 22 years old. You started when you were nine years old. Here we are 13 years later at Big Brothers Big Sisters. We didn't have this building 13 years ago. No, you were on 27th. We were on 27th we Avenue, no doubt about it, 27th Avenue. So this is home, and there's no doubt that I want you to come back and talk to some of these little kids. For sure. Yeah, I want them to come back, Emma. And, yes. and, and JC, I want them to come back and talk to some Lodos who, and some of those little bright-eyed little kids, whether they play football, they want to just, even if it's not, not even in the sports context, just keeping their head up. You promise to do that? Can I get yes, you to do that? Yes, sir. And I know you'd be excellent. So what do you say to them? Uh, and I know you've done it locally and individually and all that to your mom and JC for just being a part of this Big Brothers Big Sisters family. Um, trust. I say just uh, trust the process. Trust that your parents putting you in, putting you in a great situation. Uh, trust your big sister or your uh, big brother, and uh, yeah, just be open to open to learn, open to new things. Uh, it's a lot of things that I I would have never seen coming from a small side of West Grove or uh, Brown Subs. It's just a, a bunch of things I would have never opened my mind to if it wasn't for my big brother, and uh, it just give you hope, especially where I'm coming from, and that's that's where a lot of I feel like a lot of people lack where, where I come from, uh, small West Grove, Brownsville, Hope. And just seeing that hope and seeing other things that you would never uh, see, if it wasn't for your big brother, big sister, it wants you, it just push you to one more for yourself and your family. I love that. I know pre-show we were talking about your mom trusting us and signing you up, and you just nodded your head. Uh, have you ever thanked your mama for signing you up for big brothers, big sisters? Uh, what did that sound like? What did that look like? She, she'll be like, you still talk to one or something like that. And I'll be like, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Emma, thank you. JC, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no, it's an absolute pleasure. And Michael, keep making us proud. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. In the game of life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Michael's doing it big in the National Football League. Emma made a big decision to sign up her child. That one commercial 13 years ago, JC, it had a big impact on you. And look at how this family is making a big difference. And let's go. This is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of the game of life. Let's go. I swear when I serve, now I be surfing swag. I'm on hypnotic, 